That's it. I'm done. I've been doing this podcast now for at least a, a, a couple weeks. I've got nine episodes out. Well, this is episode nine. And I've asked you guys to subscribe and to like it and to send me some messages. And I haven't gotten the response that I wanted. So I'm shutting this podcast down. I'm done with it. How ridiculous does that sound to you guys? How ridiculous does it sound that I've been doing it for two weeks and I haven't got the response that I wanted, so I'm just going to shut it down and I'm just going to quit? Pretty fucking ridiculous, right? That's one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode, this on-demand mentality that we have now as a nation because of the things that we have available to us. I have a few other talking points. Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be probably a long one. Let's get into this episode. On demand. Man, what an awesome thing in 2018 and for the last few years we have had in society. What an awesome tool that is, right? Welcome to Ron Unscripted. I am your host, Robbie Millar. Couple house cleaning items before we get started. I know the intro sounded maybe a little harsh. I hope I didn't scare anybody away. Thank you guys so much. I've got like 70 or 80 listeners on this podcast. I'm averaging pretty close to 10, you know, plays or downloads per episode. Super, super happy, super humbled. I really appreciate that. That means you guys are sharing it. That means you guys are are, are putting the word out there for me. I'm so grateful for that. Thank you very much. If you like this podcast, please continue to do that. Share it with a friend. Um, subscribe to it. Send me a message. Let's let's have a little bit of dialogue. That would be pretty cool too. I have yet to have one of those, so be the first one to do that. That would be awesome. Um, I'm available on iTunes. I'm on available on Anchor, Castbox, TuneIn Radio, um, a couple other platforms, uh, Pocket Cast. I'm trying to get into Spotify. I don't use one of their affiliates to record this yet. Um, so it's kind of a pain in the ass, but hopefully coming up soon, I'll be on Spotify, but, uh, <clears throat> even without Spotify guys, uh, this thing's, you know, kind of, kind of sparking up. I wouldn't say blowing up yet, but I'm super, super humbled. I woke up this morning. I saw the numbers, super stoked about it. Keep doing it. You can send me an email now. I got a, a show email. Uh, I changed it over from my personal one. So it's Malar Media Podcast. Malar, if you don't know me, is spelt M-I-L-L-A-R. So it's Malar Media Podcast at gmail.com. Shoot me a note there or catch me on Facebook at Malar Media. On demand, guys. Um, this this is a, a great tool for, for entrepreneurs and businesses. Um, the internet itself allows for so much stuff. I mean, literally you can work a job nine to five and then you can come home and you can start a business from your chair. Um, you know, people always talk about, I would love to start a business. I don't have enough time. Um, there's not enough time in the day. And now that, you know, for the last few years, but especially in the last couple of years, that excuse is completely null and void. It's just an excuse. And if you want to use it, fine. But with the internet, with everything being on demand, you can come home and put your side hustle together in a couple hours 
and start making money if that's what you want to do. Hell, you can come home and start recording a fucking podcast like I do. So this episode, guys, is going to be one that I hope, you know, maybe I'll try to keep the swearing to a minimum. I doubt it because I am who I am. But I hope you share the message, uh, if not the, this actual podcast, with your kids. Um, probably mid mid to, to late teenage kids, not the younger ones. But we're going to talk about how on-demand is such a great tool. But we're going to talk about some of the traps that having everything on-demand has us fall into as humans and as a society. And one of the biggest things that, that on-demand uh, sucks us into is exactly what I was talking about at the top of the show, at the intro, is that because we're so trained to have everything right now, right? Fast food, you know, you go up, you order, you get it out the window, you're gone. And then if you don't get it out the window correctly, you're kind of pissed off about it, right? You're like, man, that's not what I ordered. Give me, give me what I want. Give me what I want. Give me what I want and give it to me now. And we're, we're trained to be like that. Do you, uh, some of my listeners, I'm sure, remember dial-up internet. Do you remember waiting to get on the internet for three, four, five? And if your internet sucked seven, eight, nine minutes listening to that stupid dialing sound while just trying to get on the first page your homepage of the internet. Now, if our internet isn't loading instantaneously, we're throwing our devices across the room going, what the hell is going on? I pay for high-speed internet. Where's my high-speed? This isn't high-speed. If a movie buffers now for a second, we get upset about it. We couldn't watch movies on the internet 10, 15 years ago. Now, if it takes a second to buffer, we're mad, right? Everything has been on demand, on demand, on demand. And this kind of has us fall into a little trap. Um, like I said, we're so used to getting everything right away that when it doesn't happen, we, we change course. We, we quit and we do something else. And in my last episode, I talked about don't be afraid to change. And that's still 100% true. Don't be afraid to adapt. But your end goal should remain the same, whatever it may be, right? Which I talked about as well. So with on-demand, you have to have a little bit of patience. Um, We have to reteach ourselves how to be patient. But when I talk about patience in business, I talk about aggressive patience. You can't just put it out there and not do anything, right? You can't just start a business because you can now online today and expect tomorrow that you're going to be a millionaire without putting in any of the work. You've got to be aggressive. You've got to want what it is you're going after more than you want to breathe. Your why has to be great. And you have to have a little bit of patience with that. I'm sure everybody's heard this story about, you know, uh, Thomas Edison and inventing the light bulb and, and how, you know, he failed 10,000 times and then his 10,000 and one time he created the light bulb. Imagine anywhere between one and 10,000. If he just said, imagine where we would be right now. If he just said, ah, screw it. Not going to make a light bulb. Moving on time to invent something else. You've got to have patience. 
If Thomas Edison was trying to create the light bulb in 2018, I bet you we wouldn't have light. And that's because he would have been programmed to have everything on demand. So while the internet is a huge advantage for us in that we can create things from the comfort of our home and we can create them instantaneously, it's a huge disadvantage for us and definitely a huge disadvantage for the the children coming up in that they haven't been taught properly what patience and persistence will do because they haven't had to have patience and persistence, right? So you've got to have a little bit of patience. You've got to be aggressive in that patience, but you got to understand that not everything is there immediately. And that's the key. If you're going to start a business today, stay the course. People almost fail all the time and then they succeed right about the time they were going to quit. If you haven't heard the story of Elon Musk, guys, teenagers, if you're listening to this, Elon Musk is basically the physical incarnation of fucking Tony Stark. He basically is Iron Man. Might be a supervillain, might be a superhero. We haven't seen yet. But this guy is a billionaire, playboy philanthropist, just like Tony Stark. He got a little lucky. I'll say that. In his life, he started a company called Get2. I think it was Get2. Um, basically, they were a business directory on a map before MapQuest on the internet. Um, and that company did well. He sold it off. And he took that money and he started another company called the X.com. He basically wanted to take the business industry, or excuse me, the banking industry from being a physical form to being able to do everything online, which we basically can do now. Um, while he start, was starting the X.com, he was renting out a space to a company in his, in his building that was, and actually they were renting a closet from him, that was trying to create Palm Pilot to Palm Pilot payments. Um, and he basically invested his money into that company as well. He helped that company kind of get started. That company became PayPal. He was the largest shareholder in PayPal uh, because of that. PayPal then sold to eBay. Elon Musk became a billionaire. Because this episode is going to be so long, I have my drink here, so please bear with me for a second. Elon Musk then took that money from the PayPal sale and basically started two companies. He started Tesla, him and a partner, a partner, friend of his, had an idea for, um, you know, electric cars, a sustainable future. Elon's always been a very big thinker in wanting to have a, a sustainable future for our, our future generations. And he's been a big proponent of life on Mars, which people think he's absolutely crazy for. And if you know anything about Elon Musk, I 100% believe that we will be putting life up there. And anyway, so he started, he started two companies. He started Tesla and then he started a company called SpaceX. And SpaceX is the one I want to talk about. Everybody knows about Tesla. You see their cars on the road. He's doing great things with Tesla. <clears throat> but SpaceX 
was was really just out there. Um, he was going to do something that had never been done. He wanted to basically privatize space travel, right? He wanted to take it out of the hands of the government. He figured we could make a way to get to space more affordable. And that's his starting point for life on Mars. If we can't make it affordable to get there, we're never going to have life up there. And SpaceX was literally one day away from being bankrupt. He had tried launching a couple rockets, which is an awesome story. If you haven't read it, I don't want to give it all away. But basically, he went to Russia. He wanted to, to, to build rockets. And and he went to Russia to, to purchase some, essentially, ICBMs from Russia, from the Russian military, as the basis for his rockets. And he flew over there, had a meeting with them, and... You know, they said, hey, you know, we'll sell you these these ICBMs at a price tag that he just did not find acceptable. I think it was somewhere around $5 million or something like that. And the stones on this guy, Elon, to sit across the table from the Russian military and look them in the eye and tell them, that's crap. We can build them cheaper and leave. He had no idea how to build a rocket. He had no idea what it cost to build a rocket, but what he did know was it had to be cheaper. And so he kind of took off and, and started building his own rockets. And his whole idea behind it was, you know, everything in the, in the industry, in the aerospace industry was quote unquote aerospace rated, um, space, space age steel and space age technology. And he basically took everyday stuff and put it into a rocket, um, things that wasn't space age technology, and tried to throw it up into space. And he 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 did this a couple times. He launched one, it blew up, or he tried to launch one, it didn't even make it off the pad. Literally, he had enough money to try and launch one more rocket. Uh, I believe it was like Christmas Eve. He didn't have enough money to pay um, his employees. And he finally launched a successful rocket. And with that launch, he got, you know, an investment um, from another from another investor. And SpaceX now, if you haven't heard, has developed a bunch of different rockets. And he just launched a Tesla car into space on the Falcon Heavy. Elon Musk is working on developing a rocket that will land itself and be reusable. And I believe he's done that. The guy has done amazing, amazing things. And he's almost failed at just about every single one of them that he's done. So this persistent patience that I talk about, this aggressive patience, isn't a one-time thing. It's not going to be you're going to get over the hump and then all of a sudden you're not going to have any more problems. This is going to happen over and over and over again. So it starts really, really early in your process teaching yourself and teaching your kids that yes, everything is on demand and that is a great, great tool. But there's one thing that on demand cannot get rid of and that's having a little bit of patience. We always read these stories and these are the ones that are out in the media, out in the internet about, you know, Facebook. Mark Zuckerberg became an overnight billionaire, right? That wasn't overnight. Facebook took a long process. It was it was out for a long time before it ever caught on with the public. And it was out in the public for a long time before it ever went 
to an initial public offering to make him a billionaire. Yeah, he started making money with it, but he wasn't a billionaire until it got sold as a public company, right? So it wasn't an overnight thing that Mark Zuckerberg became a billionaire. None of it is overnight. Almost none of it is overnight. They don't tell you about the long process before that because that's not glamorous and that's not exciting. So on-demand, the idea of on-demand is great, um, but you have to have aggressive patience. Then again, I can't stress enough. The reason I say aggressive patience is you can't just sit, put it out there and sit back and be patient. Well, I'm being patient. Robbie told me to be patient. I'm not a millionaire. What the hell? You gotta, you gotta, you gotta hustle. And nowadays, because of our on-demand tools, you have the ability to hustle 24 hours a day. You have the ability, if you want to do it, to do it at one o'clock in the morning. You can do business at one o'clock in the morning now. You couldn't do business at one o'clock in the morning 20 years ago. You know, you can contact people that you need to contact at 1 a.m. You can use Facebook Messenger at 1 a.m. You can do it without even interrupting their lives, but when they wake up, they got a message from you, right? That's pretty awesome. You couldn't do that years and years and years ago. You've got to hustle. You've got to have your goals. You've got to have aggressive patience. And you've got to be a little selfish, you know? During this process, people are going to tell you that you're being materialistic, right? Because you're going to go, man, I want to change my life. I want to buy a new car. I want to buy a new house. You're going to have all these ideas and 99% of them are probably going to be, I want to buy something for me. You might have one where you're like, yeah, I want to change, you know, homelessness. You're probably saying that because you feel obligated to because somebody has told you that your goals are selfish and that's bullshit. Do not, do not change your goal because somebody tells you that it's selfish. What those people don't understand and what the majority of people don't understand, and I get it, is that me having a selfish goal is going to generate other things for other people, right? So look at Elon Musk, right? I mean, his goal was kind of not selfish. He wanted to, you know, sustain life. That's pretty cool. But he wants to make money. The guy's a billionaire. And because he wants to be a billionaire, he's created all of these jobs for people. He's created a private industry that didn't exist before. He's changed people's lives in his selfish pursuit of being a billionaire. So your selfishness that people are going to tell you that you have is going to change people's lives for the better. It's going to create jobs that weren't there. It's going to put money into society that wasn't there. It may potentially change an entire industry that wasn't there. By the way, if you have an idea to go against one of the industry giants and destroy them, I'm in, hit me up. That's what I live for. That's, I'm, that's, that's my goal in life. I just want to destroy industries. I want to create industries, right? But anyways, it's going to create things that weren't there. How selfish is it of you to be to say, I want to create 600 jobs. That's not very selfish. In doing so, it's going to make you a millionaire, right? My goal is to be a millionaire, 
My goal is to be a billionaire. I want three commas in my bank account. I'll probably never get there, but I want three commas in my bank account. In doing that, I'm going to do great things for people. Millar Media is about doing great things for people. It's probably going to make me money someday. I Maybe. I don't know. But it's about doing great things for people. So be selfish, man. Tell, buy that Lamborghini if you want to buy a Lamborghini. If that's your goal, put that on your goal board. Be super selfish about it. And don't let anybody else change the way that you think about that stuff. Okay? People are going to tell you, dude. Everyone's going to tell you that that's just selfish. Why, why, why do you need to have a Lamborghini? Why the fuck do you need a Toyota Camry? I want a Lamborghini. You want a Toyota Camry. That's okay. Right? I don't, by the way, I own a Lamborghini. I own a fucking Kia. But be selfish, guys. Be aggressive. Have aggressive patience. Don't change your goals. Use the tools that are given to you, the on-demand tools. You can hustle three, four, five o'clock in the morning when nobody else is doing it. Take those opportunities. And then lastly, guys, the last point I want to talk about is relationships. One of these things that you're going to learn as you get older, if you're letting your teenagers listen to this podcast, like I suggest, like I suggested at the beginning of the show, your resume means shit, right? Your resume nowadays, especially with social media, things like that, is basically garbage. You still have to have one to apply for a lot of jobs if that's what you want to do, and that's cool. But even then, it's still garbage. It's not the most useful tool that you have in getting a job or in getting an investment or starting a business. The number one most useful tool and a lot of people overlook this, especially when you're young, is relationships. I know someone along the way has told you it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. And that used to be kind of a dirty saying. Well, it's not about what you know, it's about who you know. If you know the right people, you can succeed in life. But now it's a it's kind of morphed into a tool. And the reason I bring this up is, especially for early on, again, hopefully you're letting your teenagers listen to this podcast. Don't burn that bridge at McDonald's. You know, if you're working at McDonald's and you find a better job, don't just quit the next day because you're going to burn that relationship. And as silly as it sounds, the world is a very, very, very small place. At some point in your life, and I guarantee this to be true, almost 100% of the time, at some point in your life, you're going to end up working with, for, you're going to either end up working with them, or working for them, or they're going to end up working for you, somebody that you've worked with in the past. And that's probably going to happen more than one time. And if you burned that bridge at McDonald's when you were 16 and you go to apply for a different job when you're 20 and that McDonald's manager is now the manager at that place, you're not getting the job, right? But the more you stack up these relationships with people, 
the more opportunity that will be available to you. And I don't just mean relationships with people that you've worked with or worked for or they have worked for you. I mean in life in general. You never know. I don't care how much you think you know. You never know the opportunities that may be available to you from somebody you met standing in line at a concert and you chatted up for a minute. I can't tell you how many people I have accidentally met that have become very influential in my life, that have helped me start businesses, or that have helped me get a job when I needed a job, or that I've helped along the way. Um, I have one, one guy that I know, I call him a friend. We're not really friends. He used to work for me. But the guy's, the guy's a model now. The guy's an actor on you know a couple different television shows, small, small part stuff. But he's doing big, big things with his life. And the guy, I think this guy's got it right, man, when it comes to relationships. He still contacts me and asks me for advice on things. Um, he still contacts me when he needs something. And, and I'm not afraid to give it to him, man. A lot of times people are like, man, this person only talks to me when they need something from me. Yeah, okay, that sucks. You guys aren't best friends. But give it to them, man. Because when you need something from them, they're going to remember that, dude. When that guy that you met in the, you know, the Walmart parking lot and you chatted with for a few minutes and you helped him change his flat tire and you guys exchanged information, when you need something, that guy, dude, that guy might own a business. You don't know. Just because he's in basketball shorts, right? He might own something that eventually you will need. I have called on multiple people. I accidentally met a multimillionaire in my life one time because I was wanting to rent an office space when I was starting my safety consulting company. I wanted to rent a space from him. I was just chatting with him about renting the space. Later on the end of our conversation... He says, hey, why don't I get your information? I'm always looking for different investments and different things to do. The oil industry's popping. You seem to know a few people. Let's link up. I later on go to lunch with that guy. We didn't end up doing business together. It didn't work out. Um, it didn't fit into what he wanted to do. My idea didn't fit into his idea, and that's all right. We stayed friends, but I will tell you, I've called him a handful of times when I've needed something, either for me or for somebody else. I've had him, I was on the board of directors for... Uh, an animal shelter for a while and I needed some products for for donation items and and I was like hey call this guy up tell him I told you to call him um, you know he owns some restaurants he can he can donate us some stuff I guarantee he'll do it we made the phone call he donated us a bunch of stuff he ran a couple specials for uh, for the animal shelter that day um, he got me in contact with all the managers of the restaurants and said yeah man we'll, we'll knock it out for you guys him and I didn't do business. I never gave him a thing in my life. I, we, he didn't invest in my company. I didn't even rent the space from his building that I originally talked to him about. But because of that relationship, I was able to use that. And I don't mean use it in a bad way either. I don't mean I'm out there using people. But I am using the relationships that I build, right? So do not burn bridges, guys. Keep these relationships open. Learn, learn about everybody. You have so many times during the day 
that you come in contact with somebody who may just be, you know, taking your order at the gas station, but that person might also own a side business. I can't tell you how many people own side businesses now in 2018 that may, they may not make any money from, but you don't know how that may help you in the future. And you don't know how you may be able to help them in the future. So there's a couple things that I want to recap on this episode. We're almost 30 minutes in. I told you it was going to be long, but this is the formula. This is what being successful, however you define that. Trust me, my definition of success is way different than anybody else's. But how, this is how you be successful, guys. We live in an on-demand society. Use that tool. No more excuses for I don't have time because there's time. I'm telling you right now there's time. Aggressive patience. Because we are on an on-demand society, you have to still be patient. You have to teach yourself on a daily basis to be patient, but to be aggressive in that. Be selfish in your goals. Don't change your goals because somebody said you're selfish. When somebody says, man, that's materialistic of you to want a Lamborghini and to to want a big house, what are you going to do with a big house anyways? Look them square in the eye and go, yep. Because you know why? You don't have to explain yourself. That's like episode eight. You're explaining yourself anyways. They're not on your team. Get them out of there. On demand, patience, be selfish, stick to your hustle, right? Stick to your goals, be aggressive. And the last one, relationships. Do not burn relationships, if at all possible, with anybody. Those things are going to come back. They're going to be the tools that you're going to use in life. Subscribe to this podcast. Like this podcast. Anchor app. CastBox. PocketCast. iTunes. TuneIn Radio. Those are all the ways that you can listen to me. We're blowing up on a couple of those platforms. Some of them we have less listeners to. That's all right. Those are all of them. Shoot me an email, millarmediapodcast at gmail.com. Get me on Facebook at Millar Media. I'm Robbie Millar. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm out, guys. I will talk to you next time.